The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending the woman of course so a little ditty i saw from chuck martin on media post um you know i feel like the internet of things has just kind of gone too far when your whiskey bottle can give you information uh yeah whiskey maker has launched a campaign with connected bottles and i'm going to completely screw up this the name of this swedish whiskey company it's called mcmyra Swedish whiskey. Please no emails or texts or social media call outs if I got that wrong. Um, it's a distiller of single malt whiskey and they are adding what's called near field communication or NFC technology to their bottles as part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness of its private cask program that connects consumers through a smartphone tap of the bottle. So the way it works is the bottle has a thin film NFC tag. It links back to information about the specific cask uh, once a consumer taps the bottle with their smartphone. And then a second campaign promotes a customer-submitted drink recipe competition. So uh, the idea of connected bottles apparently isn't new, although it was new to me, but apparently it's been out there for a while. And um, it's only going to get bigger Absolute connected 40,000 bottles of Malibu rum um, as well. So maybe you know that one a little bit more than the the Swedish uh, malt whiskey. With the connected bottles, consumers can be offered an additional experience as a bonus with the product. And it just simply takes you tapping the bottle to get more information. So if whiskey's doing it, if malt liquor's doing it, I, I bet pretty much anything that you pick up these days are going to be doing it as well. Our purse profile today is the Bumblebag Mama. This is a mother of a newborn, late 20s, early 30s. She's a stay-at-home or part-time employee making around 60000 a year. Um, and, you know, she's interested in fashion but more focused on quality, and she's willing to pay a little bit more for quality. At the same time, she will seek out specials or bargains, and coupons will get her into a retailer or online to shop. Um, so she's kind of juggling the need for quality versus the need to maybe not pay as much. Um, she considers herself to be a creative, very interested in the arts, looking for new ways to improve the home. Home decor specifically is of interest to her. If she puts her family first, I mean, she's a mom with really young kids, so she likes spending time at home with her family and is not willing to give up that time um, for things like work or even not even not friends. Um, she does indulge her children and she wants to have them have those little extras that maybe she didn't have. So where can you get in front of her? Well, she's going to be reading those parenting magazines, both in book and online, um, she's also a fan of Marie Claire, Better Homes and Gardens, and In Style. She's watching HGTV, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and TLC. And she's online at those same properties. 
Um, at retail, yeah, she's shopping all the things. I mean, back in the day, she would have been at Babies R Us, but that's not around anymore. But she is shopping Crate and Barrel, Williams Sonoma, Nordstrom, and Michaels. And she's driving a Honda, a GMC, Subaru, or a Volvo. So my guest today is a woman who stepped away from an incredibly successful career at Microsoft to go and launch her own business. And it was because she was a mom, actually, so she can probably relate to our Bumble Bag Mama. Um, But today what she's doing is helping many business owners to really get out there and create revenue streams that will continue to keep them successful. You may have seen her work in uh, Huffington Post, Online Marketing Made Easy, and 30 other places on the internet. Um, And she's been working with Microsoft, her old company, LinkedIn, and many other um, small businesses. Michelle L. Evans um, has her own weekly podcast as well called The Marketing Funnel Show. And I'm really thrilled to have her on the program today because she can talk about what it's like to step into the scary space of launching your own business and how to do it, and then um, how she helps her own clients do the same. Stick around. Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. 
Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Michelle L. Evans. She walked away from her global marketing strategy role at Microsoft in 2012. You know, she did what a lot of us consider doing, is just making that leap into something different, bagging that corporate career um, and, and going off in a different direction. Well, she definitely did, and not only did she do it, she is now succeeding very much so, helping other business owners do a lot of the same things. So she is helping coaches, consultants, experts, speakers, authors, and solo entrepreneurs, and helping them going from simply surviving to being sold out. She's tapped her 20-plus years of successful marketing experience to help her clients, and uh, she's on the show today, so I can pick her brain to figure out how to get myself launched into (laughs) a successful career. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on, you know, um, and I was only joking about tapping you for my own my own uh, end use here, but I think a lot of our listeners today will find what you have to say really intriguing. I, I often talk to people who have left successful careers to go off and do something different, and they end up taking all that expertise and deploying it in their new gig. Um, so I'm always interested though to understand what what kind of motivated you to finally leave I mean you're at Microsoft in 2012 you had to be doing pretty good yeah you know I was doing pretty well in fact in 2011 in June of 2011 I had my third child um and at the same time, it's the end of the fiscal year at Microsoft and I, I won this huge award at Microsoft so on my maternity leave I went in and I had a great conversation with the chief marketing officer and then I went and talked to my boss and he was like you did great work this last year you've been a high potential for us but because you're on maternity leave Mm -hmm. the most I'm gonna do for you next year is middle of the road and I was like oh like it just felt like a kick in my gut but I have to tell you Maria like I had been thinking about going out on my own for a long time like years, years and years and years. But I always felt like it was silly to walk away from what I had. Mm -hmm. And so that moment with my boss, as painful and as frustrating and as angering as it was, was really um, kind of that make or break moment. Mm -hmm. And I went home that night and I opened my business. Now, I took a few more months to figure out that was in August of 2011. I didn't leave my job till January of 2012. So I took a few months to kind of figure out like what what actually can I do <laughs> and how should I do my business and so in January of 2012 I walked away and it was scary and it was exciting and I have to be really honest at that moment in August of 2011 I was angry as all get out but I look back now and I just really thank my former boss for that situation because I don't know that I would have done it without mm-hmm. that. I know. Isn't that interesting that what a lot of people would say was like a low point, you know, or a huge disappointment suddenly becomes the catalyst to get them to make change that they've known they needed to make all along, but they maybe were too afraid to do it, right? They didn't have the motivation to really do it. So, yeah, I'm sure you're thanking that boss these days because you've done what a lot of people dream of doing. Um, But 
but some people can plan for it others can't plan for it and I know planning has a lot to do with whether or not you're going to kind of fail in that in that jump or you're going to leap and land safely can you talk a little bit about trying to failure proof the leap into entrepreneurship Yeah. So one of the things that I did is I, because probably like a lot of people who work in corporate jobs, you do a lot of things, right? And not all of them, at least for me, I couldn't see how they would directly relate to running my own business. Um, You know, because I had skills that were specific to what I was doing at Microsoft. And so for me, the first thing I had to really do is just kind of take a step back and start having Um, conversations with people. So I just went to my LinkedIn network and I just said, all right, who are people who I've worked with previously or who I knew maybe from school or whatever? Um, And, you know, can I have coffee with them? Can I have a quick phone call with them? Can I have lunch with them? Can I meet up with them after work? Um, And just ask them some questions. Do you outsource anything? Mm-hmm. What kind of ta- what kind of problems are you facing that you wish that you could just hire somebody to do? Like I just started asking some of those questions and I have to say it only took about maybe 10 or 11 calls with people before I had a clear understanding of okay, here's a problem that is clearly out there that I could offer people a service for. And that was really the genesis. And so, you know, if I like if I had been laid off, I could have done that you know, just in a couple weeks and really figured things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the talking to people piece, like best practices, uh, what's working, what doesn't work. I think that's just such a critical part of making the leap. It just helps you feel like you got a little bit of a leg up, right? Mm-hmm, and you can mm-hmm. either you can either take a year to do that, right, over time, or to your point, you could probably have those conversations pretty quickly. Um, now, one of the things that I noticed about what you do that that I found found very interesting and find very interesting is you consult with many business owners on marketing funnels. First, for people who are listening today who may not know what a marketing funnel is, can you describe that and also explain why why it is really vital? Yeah, so a marketing funnel, or some people call them sales funnels or just funnels, you'll hear them referred to, it's all the same thing. It's really a way to attract the right people into your business and then get them ready to become a buyer. And this is basically what I was doing at Microsoft, but I but it was in a much <laughs> bigger and more complicated way. And so I was able to take these skills and really help business owners figure out, all right, first of all, how do I get the right people in my door? Second of all, or my virtual door, um, second of all, how do I get them ready to, to answer three big questions? Why me or my business? Why this offer? And why now? Mm-hmm. So if people are, if people can answer those questions for themselves based on, you know, blog posts they've read about you based on media mentions they've seen of you based on social media or, you know, whatever videos, uh, you know, however you want to engage with people, emails. Um, If they can come to the conclusion that you're the person they want to hire, this offer is exactly what they need to, you know, do something quicker, faster, easier, and that now is the time they need to do it. Your business will have a constant flow of buyers. So when do you recommend to people that they kind of think through that, right? Like, is that something they need to sit down and 
think through and put in a business plan? Is it something they have a little bit of time to think through? Like, what's the timeline on that? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Maria. And it really depends on... (laughs) So I think every business should have a, a... marketing funnel at least one I have 19 Um, (laughs) because I because I have like different kinds of people that I want to attract in and different experiences I want to take them through Um, now do you need 19 no I'm addicted to funnels like I'm not even going to pretend but you know I've had students who've signed up for my courses who um, who didn't even have a business yet like they were trying to figure out what am I even going to offer And going through and figuring out a marketing funnel really helped clarify, okay, here's a great offer that people already want and that I have a unique spin I could put on. Now I'm just going to back into how I'm going to attract those people to me and get them ready to buy my offer. And then I've had people who've been in business, you know, 20 years who are saying, okay, what we did before isn't working as well. We need to figure out a new way to really, you know, connect with our audience and get them engaged in what and what we have to offer mm-hmm. and I I, I mean I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say about this next question based on your responses just now but I mean are these marketing funnels that really have to be customized based on the business or do you feel like there are some funnels that are pretty standard across businesses that are just fundamental because they because they work Okay, so I am going to answer this, but probably not exactly how you think. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Surprise, (laughs) surprise me. Yeah. So the first thing is, are there like best practices or great um, approaches that are proven? Yes, there are. And there are things that you can learn from people in your space who are doing things. But I always caution business owners, whether you're a one-person business or, you know, a 10,000-person business, you need to know what your own corporate voice is, what your own approach is. Because if your approach is super innovative, you do not want to have a um, marketing funnel that's built all around, you know, trust Mm -hmm. (laughs) or prestige. You want a marketing funnel that's all about innovation and is and is really supporting the rest of your brand. And so so for people like there are things that you can learn about marketing funnels and then you have to put your own spin on it. And the own your own conversation that you want to have with people, what makes your offer really valuable and irresistible? Like those are all variables that will be specific to your business. So the underlying like structure of it might be similar, but what you put in there needs to be really customized to who you are. Makes sense to me. It totally makes sense. And I know social media can be a huge driver of awareness, preference, trial. Are there certain social platforms that you feel like people should be utilizing or does it really based on the business? Yeah, well, not only is it based on the business, but it's also based on where are your people hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said this. It wasn't me, but I, I thought the analogy was so great is that like you don't want to go fishing in a pond where the kind of fish you want to catch aren't there. You want to go where your people are. So if your audience is hanging out on Facebook, that's a great place to go. But if they're hanging out on Snapchat, if you go on Facebook, you're going to be talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you really need to know where they are and where they want to engage with you. But also, on the other hand, 
you need to know what your own um, core competencies are. Like, what are you really good at? Are you really good at video? Are you really good at blog posts or writing? Are you really good at, you know, like the Wendy's team, like really fun, quirky social media that gets a lot of attention? What are you really good at? Leverage that and then match that up with where your audience is. And you're going to have a home run when you have a marketing funnel that you can then send them to to Mm -hmm. continue that conversation. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. You, you wouldn't necessarily start there, but it is a way to engage once you have created a certain amount of awareness, right? Some traffic. Yes. Um, you know, I was at a seminar on Pinterest just oh, about a week ago. And, um, you know, I'd always thought of Pinterest as kind of the new scrapbook, right? But what I learned there was that it's just a huge platform for driving leads. I was shocked to hear this. I was just curious what you thought specifically of Pinterest as a sales generator. So um, I think Pinterest is amazing. Um, I I lightly use it for my own business um, because my audience is there, but I it's not like one of my big core competencies of design. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is more about engagement and videos and that kind of stuff. And so... I use it lightly and it's been great. I have some clients who go all in on Pinterest and they get tons and tons of leads. And I've had other um, clients who thought that that was going to be their sort of holy grail of leads Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out because that's not where their people were. So again, we just go back to where are your people hanging out and what are they searching for there? So what kind of conversations can you start with them there? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, and what ways should we be utilizing, I mean, the funnels? I mean, you talked about customizing these funnels, um, you know, first determining them, customizing them, and then once you've got them set up, then, you know, maybe using social media to drive to them. Are there some best practices, I'm sure there are, that you coach your clients on when it comes to utilizing these funnels? Yeah, so the first best practice is what's your end goal? Are you trying to get people, you know, on the phone with you? Are you trying to get them to come to an event that you're hosting? Are you um, trying to get them to go to a sales page and just buy something without further interaction with you? You know, what is it that you're trying to do? Um, Because that really determines how you set your funnel up. So I always tell people there's four major components to a marketing funnel. The first one we've been talking a lot about is the warm-up. It's attracting the right people. It's identifying what are those problems or those things that they're searching for already so that you can step into the conversation with them. Um, And when you're warming up, you're literally just giving value. And then the next step is once you've given that value, you invite them in. So you invite them to give you their name and email address. You invite them to download something that you have or watch a video that you have or attend an event or whatever. And then the third is really what gives you an unfair advantage. This is what makes Mm -hmm. uh, marketing funnels so incredibly powerful is you get to set the stage. You get to set the stage for why you or your business, why this offer will really help them get that transformation they want and why now, like why they can't wait to make this decision. When you set that stage correctly um, and you and then you take them to the fourth 
step, which is the clear next step. Like, here's what to do now. Get on the phone with me, come to this event, you know, (laughs) buy this product, whatever. Um, But when you've set that stage, that next step of asking them to sort of make the next buying decision is so much more successful. Um, there's been a lot of studies out there and one of propeller CRM had this one that came out. It's like a 491% increase in sales happens when you set the stage, right? And when you continue to interact with people and you give them these pieces of content, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but you know, people need like seven, Mm -hmm. 10, sometimes 15 or 20 interactions before they're ready to make a decision. It kind of depends on how big of a thing you're selling. Um, or how confusing of a thing you're selling. And your your funnel is a perfect place to really set that stage and have those interactions in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I used to work in news, and we always used to say that it takes like eight times for the same message to resonate with someone. That it, yes. It's just they're not going to get it. And if there are numbers involved, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like, forget that. That's going to take a lot longer for people to recognize numbers and to digest numbers. So I hear you on that. Um, We're going to take a quick break, Michelle. But when I get back, I would love to talk to you about sharing an example of one of your clients, if you don't mind. You don't have to give their name, but just if you could describe kind of the success that one of your clients has achieved with the marketing funnels. And then just a few other questions as well. So everybody stick around more from Michelle L. Evans when we return in just a moment. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. I've been chatting today with Michelle L. Evans. She walked away from her global marketing strategy role at Microsoft in 2012, and she launched her own career to really help other business owners not only survive but thrive. And she's used her 20-plus years of successful marketing experience to help her clients create income-producing, client-generation generating stress reducing I love that marketing funnels and we've been talking about marketing funnels quite a bit today Um, and Michelle was great to kind of explain what they are why we need them and how to fuel them to be successful and Michelle I was just wondering if you could share maybe an example of one of your clients that you feel like really exemplifies that whole process of setting up the marketing funnel launching it and really taking advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. So I have a lot, but one of my most recent ones that was just, it puts a smile on my face, um, is somebody that I've actually known for a few years here locally in the Seattle area. And she has this fabulous business where she helps professional, successful women create uh, wardrobes and closets that really exemplify their style and, and helps to Uh, propel them forward in their career like she's just an amazing uh, stylist isn't the right word but she's just amazing at what she does because she helps women feel really confident in what they're wearing and how they show up and she had um, invested a ton of money in redoing a website and um, you know hiring somebody to help her with all of her copy and just her message and stuff and she called me and she said Michelle this just isn't working I, you know, I have great clients that send me business, but I should be getting a lot more business from all of this money and time and effort I've put into this website, and it's not converting at all. No business is coming through it. And um, and I took a look at it, and I said, oh, I see the problem. I said, you know, you're you're talking you're talking about sell tips and all these things. I said, but tell me what's the number one problem that people come to you with? And she says, well, they don't know their style. And they said, okay, so they don't know their style and then they come to your website and you're giving them style tips. You're already like scaring them off because they're like, I don't even, I can't even think about style tips because I don't know my own style. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh my gosh, you're so right. I got so wrapped up in all this that I forgot that. And I told her, I said, I I think that if we put together a really simple marketing funnel for you, it's going to make a huge difference. And so we did. And um, she actually ended up putting together a quiz funnel. So she starts off her marketing funnel with a quiz. And it's the style quiz. Find your style. And um, how how Annette does most of her uh, business development is through speaking at events. And the first event that she went to 
she rolled out this style quiz and, you know, people in the audience were taking out their phone and doing it right there. And then Mm -hmm. they were sharing it with their neighbor and saying, oh my, this is me. What did you get? And just less than a week later, she had already closed a new client. And, you know, these aren't, it's a high-end service. And she's just been closing business a lot ever since then. And she's thrilled. But here is a really cool thing. She already had everything that she needed for her marketing funnel. We just needed to rearrange the pieces so that she was having the right conversation at the right time. Because this style quiz that she had, it's actually a process that she would take her clients through. So we just took a piece of that and we just put it in the front and said, hey, I'd love to have this conversation with you if you want to. And people loved it. And it made a huge difference in her business. Oh, I love that example. You know, and we're oftentimes so close to our own businesses, we don't see the forest for the trees, right? That's I mean, right. so that's where you come in handy, you know, you you can kind of step back, take the big picture look and really point out maybe some things that are obvious in that case, but maybe some other things that aren't so obvious, right? About our businesses and how we can improve them. Um, I love the fact that that example was a woman. And since we're called purse strings, I have to ask you, do you think that there's any advantage at all in being a woman in using marketing funnels or is it kind of gender, gender neutral? You know, I find that marketing funnels for any business is really useful. And especially for women, because I have to tell you, Maria, like my business has not been all roses and rainbows and puppy dogs. I had a really hard time selling myself. I actually went through a whole period of time in my business um, where I just I could not make a sale. I was getting the wrong people on the phone with me. I didn't I wasn't having the right conversations and a really simple marketing funnel actually saved my business because it got people ready to have a conversation with me. So I didn't in the moment have to like, you know, have the beads of sweat on my forehead like, "Oh gosh, I need to tell them why me, why now, why this off?" like, you know, I didn't have to do that because they came ready. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of women Um, we're so good at helping and at problem solving and at giving value and not for everyone, but for many women, me included, it's really hard to just say, okay, this is, this is why you need to hire me like right now. And so I find that funnels can really help because it does a lot of that work before you're having to have a conversation. Mm, it gives you a little bit more confidence, right? And being able yes. to ask for the ask for it, right? Just come right out and ask for it. Well, I, you know, I've had I have a lot of people who jump on the phone with me and just say, "Hey, I want to figure out how we can work together." That's a whole different conversation. There's just, it's a lot better than me chasing people. <laughs> exactly. Nobody wants to be in that kind of. You want to be pursued, not having to pursue. That's right. Um, so. You know, the the other thing I think that we, a lot of people who are in the corporate kind of hamster wheel also kind of envision in their mind is in that when they make that leap into their own business, they know that it would be hard. It will take a lot of time, but I think that they also are thinking that, you know, maybe I can have some work-life balance. Maybe I can have a little bit more flexibility. Um, can you kind of give us some perspective on what you find and then what your clients are finding when it comes to how much time is needed to really run the business the way it needs to run? And if that work-life balance is something that's really achievable. 
Oh, gosh, that's such a good question, Maria. (laughs) Okay, I just have to tell you this. If you are a workaholic in your corporate job, you probably will be in your business as well, unless you make a very conscious effort not to be. Because, like, for me, especially when I first started my business, so probably the first two years or so of my business, I would basically say yes to any business that came my way, mm-hmm. which meant that I was doing all sorts of projects that were not necessarily related, but I was also taking on too much business. I mm-hmm. had, because I was so worried that I wouldn't make enough, that I took on everything. And pretty soon I'm working, you know, like six and a half, seven days a week. I'm working tons. And I was just like, I'm the worst boss ever. I'm the worst <laughs> boss to myself. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know how that goes. Yep, got that. Yeah, so how did you change it, though, is the question. Yeah, you know, well, for me, um, I just, I I came to a point where I was like, I actually can't function. Like, I can't deliver the quality of work I wanted to deliver. I can't engage enthusiastically in what I want to engage with. And this is just not sustainable. So for me, I just had this moment of, okay, I need to make some changes. And I worked with a coach um, who helped me really identify what were the belief patterns that were happening that was causing me to do this. And then also to um, just create a budget. What did I actually like bare minimum need to make? And, you know, what was kind of my, my goal? And so if I was within that range, that it was okay to say no to things that, that came my way that I wasn't super interested in, or it was okay to postpone them for a month or two. Um, and so just having those, those um, more concrete things as to what I needed instead of just this, this like, oh my gosh, I have to get business right now, really helped. And then as soon as I started having um, marketing funnels in my business, I had a consistent stream of people. So I didn't have like that feast or famine roller coaster that I was always afraid of. And since I knew I could constantly have people coming in and I had an email list I was constantly in contact with, it just helped ease my mind. And so I didn't feel like I had to say yes to everybody. And as a result, I started getting phenomenal clients who I loved working with and we would do really great projects and then my excitement my enthusiasm came back and then over time I just narrowed down what I said yes to to basically just a couple things now and that makes it easier too because I'm always working in the same mode Mm -hmm. right it's more consistent as opposed to this frantic trying to keep up trying to churn the work right yes Um, yeah but but I mean would you say it's fair that when people are starting their business that they might expect to be working maybe a little bit more right than over time where they hope to get yes I I would say that that's fair I mean first of all uh, if you're anything like me you might need to just figure out what is it that you really want to build your business around especially if you have a broad set of skills And then the second thing is um, sometimes you just need to, you just need to kind of go through that learning curve to say, okay, this is actually what I want to do versus what I maybe thought I wanted to do. Uh, When I first started my business, I did marketing consulting, plus I did coaching for people who wanted to leave corporate and start their own business. I don't do that anymore Uh, because as much as fun as it is to talk about that stuff, 
I didn't love that work. And so I started saying no to that and just focusing more on the marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think that's an evolution. I think having your own company, it's okay to give yourself permission to change it, right? To change 100%. that company, right? Yes. Don't feel like you're a failure if like, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, this isn't really working. You don't, you know, don't feel like you're abandoning it, right? You have to optimize your business. Look, Microsoft, Google, Apple, like they've all rolled out things that didn't work and they abandoned them, right? It's, it's something that every business does as you're, as you're learning and growing and evolving. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you. Everybody listening today, you just got you just got a reprieve to have to sit back and, and rethink your business guilt free, right? Yes. Free. Um, so for people who want to know more about marketing funnels, they want to they want to really think about uh, amping up their business and um, and may even you know really want some help with kind of migrating the launch of a business to the the maturation of a business. Um, how can people reach you, Michelle? Yeah, well, my digital home, my digi home is michellelevans.com. And there's lots of great stuff there. Or you can also, I have a podcast as well. It's the Marketing Funnel Show. And I do tons of stuff on there where I either talk about all sorts of funnel stuff or I bring clients and students on and talk about what they've done as well. Oh, perfect. Great. So a couple of great resources, the Marketing Funnel Show, another podcast, I'm sure not competing with this one. Of course not. No. <laughs> of course not. And then Michelle at michelleevans.com. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Maria. And thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. All right, great. Michelle, thank you. You were great. Oh, that was really fun today. Oh, well, good. I hope so. I always want to try to make it, you know, not not a stress ball, right, to do this more fun. And I told you you'd know all the answers, so it didn't even matter whether you had looked at the questions or not in advance. <laughs> I probably did, and I thought, oh, yeah, those are great. Oh, uh, yeah, they're fine. Well, some of them are yours, so of course they're great, right? So. <laughs> Anyway, well, I just wish you continued success with your with um, your consultancy, and I'm just I'm thrilled for you. Thank you, you as well. I love the show. And then, well, is it going to go live in the next few weeks? I just want to know so we. Yeah, can get- oh. exactly. Great question. I think we're looking to put this on in next Tuesday, George. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So as soon as it does, I mean, you certainly can promote the live stream, but um, I'll also give you the link once it saves as a podcast and you're welcome to socialize that however you see fit. Perfect. I love to do that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. You go have a great weekend. You as well. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.